Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveandrinkshow. We let Bob write another episode, so of course it's not about alcohol. We really need to get someone to explain to him what this show is about. At least it's drinking adjacent, unlike his pitched idea of an episode of the Battle of Stalingrad. Today we're talking about drinking songs, but there probably won't be any singing, any more singing on the show than normal. So relax, maybe hum a few bars, and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. I'm Casey Price. Hello, uh, everybody. How's, how's everyone doing? <laughs> Great, but I do have to say I have a song about Stalingrad. If, uh, <laughs> if you're interested. Please, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a suggestion in the chat for what, what you think it might be. But... <laughs> Notorious B.I.G., you're ready to die. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, how's how's it been? Uh, it, been a been a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, it goes more children's birthday parties. Well, not young children. Yeah. So you said my niece turned sixteen. So we were there today for. I know that. That fun age. Although hers is a little interesting because it's like she's been homeschooling. So it's it's such a weird thing. But um, my... Uh, most- I mean, I'm familiar with, with uh, homeschooling kids. Childhood best friend and oh, HP yeah. Lovecraft uh, impersonator. Uh, <laughs> right, homeschooled right. for all of his, his school career. Um, but the, my this niece is awesome. She's the one who um, does this really cool art. Um, and... I'm just like still like what because she has one arm and does archery also and I'm just like yeah uh and we got to we uh we went to um it so she her pets are uh birds much like a lot of other people we know like uh you know jury and and um uh Emily yeah so one of them just fell in love with Chris first of all uh (laughs) He flew oh, onto burps. yeah um his her her bird Oliver flew onto Chris's head <laughs> flew onto your head did too he have company but then, yeah but uh huh did he have company <laughs> Oliver no, he did and not ah uh, no oh uh but the the and she put him back in and then the other ones came out and I don't know I don't know what kind of birds those are I'm not I I, I don't know birds. But uh, like parakeets they, or something. they started flying around her room and we had the door closed because we knew she was going to let them out. 
and Emmett was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> he was like, he was in there like, and he because he the first thing he does is call things by what they do. He was Fly. like, "The tweets, the tweets." <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, the tweets." So we were like, this is the best day. <laughs> but the other bird was just like climbing. At first, the, the, she thought, oh, he likes you, Brittany. And then she saw, no, he was climbing Brittany's arm just to get closer to me. Because then I stuck my arm up and he's like, yeah, I'm coming over there. Because <laughs> he was right, like, like, Chris is just there, just like arms stre- stretched <laughs> wide, birds landing on him. Like, it was just Ace Ventura. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, did, he, he oh. did not want pets, but he did want to be on top of your head. Yeah, he got mad and started flying and then came to my head every time. And I was like, well, okay. Yeah, and it was a fun day of trying to get Emmett in the pool. And then he was, like, terrified. And, and he was in, they have Did this, he like, think piranhas were going to come out of the, the, the water filter? <laughs> he was he was He wanted scared. in the pool. It's, it's what my, then... si- my sister apparently had seen Piranha 2 or something oh, Jesus. when she was very young. And from the ages of, like... Most of my childhood, from like five to like six to like uh, fourteen or something, she just stayed on like the ladder of the the pool Aww. and just was like, "I'm not going in there. Death waits there." And me, they just tossed and like, "Here, is he gonna drown? I don't know. He'll be fine. <laughs> He'll deal with it." <laughs> I briefly dealt with because I watched Jaws. I think we've discussed at a very young age. And I think it's probably the first thing I ever watched that would be considered a horror movie. Oh yeah. But I mean, like seriously, from the point that I was like five, I was watching Jaws on a semi-annual basis. So well, the first time I encountered a pool, needless to say, I was very <laughs> frightened. Okay. Yeah, it was not okay, and that, I think that no, has festered sh- slowly into my submechanophobia, mm. which you I blame uh, on the Jaws ride. You should have looked at that water. You should have looked at that water, and uh, you know, just went. You know, <laughs> someone's out there with a float, and just you look at it and like I think it's a danger. You all know me. <laughs> You know how I make my money. <laughs> yeah. But Emmett eventually <laughs> was in the pool and they had they had this awesome pool floaty that was like a captain's chair. It was like a spaceship. And it I had was like, like a this little, is the best thing I've ever seen, first of all. It had like a little <laughs> control panel printed on the going, side beep, of it. Beep, beep. <laughs> That's it ended up I was like guiding him around the pool in it and he would hit it and go boop, stop, boop, green, go. <laughs> But uh, that's the most bluey thing I can picture. <laughs> uh, and eventually got so comfortable, he climbed up on the diving board, and we were like, "No, God, mm-hmm. <laughs> you forgot that you don't have floaties on." Well, I'm pushing him around in his captain's chair. He, we would come up near to the side of the pool, and Brittany would feed him bites of hot dog. Yeah, because was only, he wasn't say, getting out of the pool to eat. <laughs> I said, "I would say like he'll be fine. He can swim, but there's not an ounce of fat on your child." So no, there's no float. He yeah he 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 sink. He's pale skin and bones. He is boys all bone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a uh, tiring but fun today. It was just a weird time. We have another birthday party tomorrow. Only this time it's for my eighty-seven-year-old grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Just take her down to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's like the doctor is like the, my mom's like, well, I'll take your grandmother to the doctor. And it's like, oh, how'd it go? And she's like. We just looked at her and said, "You're 87." <laughs> He's like, "Well done." What do you want from me? <laughs> Good job. How do you want the bad it's news? It's going to hurt. <laughs> how do you want the bad news? You've had all but a foot of intestine removed, and you just beat cancer. So, 
<laughs> Con- so, all things honestly, considering, at this point, death's afraid of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Casey, how have you been? Well, uh, we uh, launched. Well, didn't launch, but we we were wrapping up our um, saison uh, beer. Sp- I don't know sponsorship, whatever you want to call it, special <laughs> tonight. Um, with there's a uh, an event in Pikeville, and so we got our beer on tap there. And you then, should, when you have like a launch kind of thing of something, yeah, you should go up to your uh, to your fermenters, take a bottle of champagne or cider or something, <laughs> and break it on the side. <laughs> no, I think they need a red carpet that they roll out, and Casey like walks out into the street from the Why front not? of the brewery, or he goes up onto the top balcony there, and like reads like with a crown and decrees something <laughs> for the beer. Chris. Not weird. Why not both? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we. I need I need a jacket with tails on it. Yes. Yes. Who doesn't? <laughs> Crushed velvet. You need a jacket with tails that you wear while wearing overalls. Yes. <laughs> I'm okay with this. Um, if I of, could draw tangent. accessories very well, I'd be on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm picturing of. Casey like conducting like in that Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, anyway, um, speaking of Casey, I I have found a place that you can buy jeans from nine ninety nine all the way up to eighty nine dollars. I mean nine ninety nine. So a, a wide swath of jeans and and uh, you know varied sizes um, from the the smaller man to the more portlier of us. Um, but all this at uh, not Tractor Supply, but there's the other one. Harbor Freight? No, <laughs> that would be interesting. No, I mean I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, <laughs> I don't know. Tractor Store, Store <laughs> Pikeville. I'm like Harbor Freight, Tractor Supply, Menards. Rule King. Yeah. Rural oh, King. King. Oh yeah. I was not gonna Rural think about King. that. Sorry. Yeah. So like, Which I feel uh, like makes us like. Anyone tar- else listening to go like, yeah, there's someone else to? in chat. Someone in chat's like, what the hell's rural? That's the target of <laughs> yeah. rural Appalachia. Like, yeah, it, so. It, <laughs> I don't know what to compare I, it to. Target. Like, well, for, it, for the boonies, it's Target. Target. Well, it's in the old Kmart. So, um, <laughs> the uh, I ripped my pants at work a few days ago. And so I had to go buy a pair of pants. And it just happened that that uh, I picked up a pair of pants and looked down. It was eighty nine dollars. I'm like, this is for a farmer's shop. These are not eighty nine dollar pants. <laughs> and uh, was able to find the section with ten dollar pants, which was nice. very Casey, nice. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. Did you blow out the ass when you like you <laughs> bent over to pick something up? Because I've done that. I'm just curious if it was. It was a uh, a crotch weakening. You know, Ooh, done uh, that. Yep. Did that. So, did that bartending and had to work an entire shift, basically like stapling <laughs> my pants together. Wow. So, uh, it, you know, it was it was bound to happen. It had had definitely worn through over time, but um, but yeah, it yeah, happened at work. So, cases like, uh, pants. That happens to any normal person who doesn't have like a space between their thighs when they wear <laughs> pants, and like that's just a normal thing. I want the Duluth pants. Oh, the, I'm big on Duluth. The, we have one up here. We have a couple uh, up here. We have two up here. I can't yeah. afford it. Talk oh, about no, $89 no one can. Pants. That's not the point. That's, um, so, so I got to say, I, I bought years ago, I bought two pairs of the um, 
forty dollars underwear. No, the fire hose work pants. <laughs> And I have to say, one pair, like both of them have, like my waistline has caused to where I can't wear them anymore because I've yeah. gotten really fat. But those pants literally gave me like an atomic wedgie once uh, when I was working. <laughs> I went to jump out of the trash truck, like out of the side door, and the pants snagged in some way. And it, it, the door swung open, hooked on the back pocket, and just holding me there, like two <laughs> feet off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and the, those pants, are, pants they're still good to wear and i was just like no this is like a testimonial <laughs> for these pants they could hold like 230 pound me up off the ground by a pocket yeah by the back pocket yeah. i still want the the because duluth obviously also has women's stuff they have those uh the the no yank tank like the really long uh, tank tops and i'm like yes uh-huh and, and they do long shirts for men. I love that stuff. But, I'm just uh, picturing long pig when you say that. I'm just like, that can't be good. So, Casey, for Christmas, it's going to be Duluth gift cards. Mm. Heck, yeah. Ooh. There's one in Florence. Right now, right, everybody. It's the two we're going <laughs> to give each other. Casey, you're going to have to just come up here, and we're going to have a guy's day, and we're going to go to Duluth and like be trying on Wait, clothes. what the hell? Oh. <laughs> What's uh, Brittany? Me and you will have girls' day. Coming right out. Now, they're and- Relax Fit cargo Sick. pants are on sale, forty five bucks. They're in a big sale right I now. I paid like ninety bucks a pair just for like, mine. Hey, Duluth. Hmm. Holy crap! <laughs> That's less than half price. That Ooh. Hurts. Okay, yeah. Um, this uh, oh, this back to you by Duluth Trading Company. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, I was gonna say, man, we went into a Duluth rabbit hole. <laughs> That's what we need. We need the we need sponsors. Duluth. We need Duluth. We need Me Undies. Uh, no, who I want when he gets a sponsor. She. I want is it whoever, whoever the new one is for um, that Simon Whistler has. That's like the underwear with a sheath. It's like everything has its own pocket. Oh, like your dick has its own pocket that it goes into. There's a ball pocket just to keep your your thighs, your balls, and your dick all separate. Like and I'm serious. Right. These, these are hey, a real. I might be on board, but I was gonna say of of us here, who has bought underwear from the internet? Because me. Well, well I, I mean, it's not for lack of tra- like we've been wanting to do the MeUndies thing, and it's just I've like, been staring it's at me, so much. MeUndies, and Mac Weldon breathing heavily Mac for Weldon, like. That's the months. one you want. I, <laughs> okay. I I bought them. They're so. Uh, never mind. We're I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole of how comfortable I am in underwear. Look, if, if we suddenly have an underwear sponsorship, no, it's because we bought a lot of none, underwear. None of us are going to feel bad, you know. I, All right. I am, I am needing some new underwear, so. Who doesn't? I'll have to, That's I'll have to go down this. Oh, Someone find some, us I a good just, underwear sponsor. Yes. <laughs> I need a deal on some bulk underwear. <laughs> I am sending you guys this link. All right. Anyway, all right. Uh, so you released a, uh, you're about to release a saison. Uh, yes. So now that we have, have went full circle, because uh, to quote off color, because saison keeps the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's well, just great. Uh, it's, first of all, it's really been uh, a great beer for, um, and our our the women of the brewery were the ones that designed it. They brewed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the, the, oh, uh, right. Our Lady of Professional Mounts. Yep. The, yeah. So we we did it for for this event that happens that's going on right now, and so um, we we've done really well with it. So two dollars of every pint goes to um, the the women's emergency shelter in Pikeville, and so hopefully uh, by the end of tonight we'll we'll have a final number. We can write a check and and get that over to them. But uh, but yeah, so it's been been fun and a really good beer. Uh, we also sent it off. Well, haven't sent it yet. I packaged it today. 
so we can send it off to GABF. We're packaging Ooh, three beers. Gonna, that's the one you're sending? I'm sending that one. I'm sending nice. a Vienna Lager. And, of course, I'm sending a New England oh, IPA. Um, so, which, which, golly. Yeah. Oh, that one's so I, good. Oh, my God. I, was it a fresh I, batch or the weekend, one that was already on? Brand new. So, Casey, uh, just last week I took some of that golly that I bought from you over to my friend yep. who was asking for, for just something. And I went, yeah, bring this. We, we we shared a couple. And he was just like, this is this is pretty good. And I was like, we're, we're going to take a day trip. We're going down to Pikeville. None, of, none of you guys, none of you guys, are going to drive as we go down that way. Why not? You're not going to survive the Parkway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Another yeah. aside. Did you see that a little Cessna had to land, emergency land on the Parkway? Yep. <clears throat> I saw that my dad had to send. He saw, my dad coming up for his heart surgery caught the it taking back off. When from I was the leaving. parkway, yeah, from the parkway. It's on TikTok. I can send you guys the thing. Uh, but there's the Please. video of it taking off on the parkway, and it's crazy. Like the state police were out there holding traffic to get the plane out and let him get out of there. <laughs> but I was like, I want to see the emergency landing footage of him coming down. What, I want to know what, what love is. Uh, sorry, that, I, I just want to know if this plane went down. Why is it okay to let it take off and try this one more time without? He had like, engine problem. It was like a week later. Oh, it came down oh. and he was able to get the engine repaired. And okay. like there's, because it's it was right there at the hazard exit. You guys know where I'm talking about. No one else yes. would. <laughs> but in Wolf County, at the hazard exit, so there's not like an airport or anything that could I'm be a makeshift airstrip. <laughs> they probably gave him a ticket. I'm sure, because <laughs> it's Wolf County. <laughs> That's an Appalachian joke. Out of that one. Yeah, even the priests uh, get tickets out there. It's terrible. I don't care how low cut your dress is, you're getting a ticket, lady. <laughs> all um, right, all Move right. Um, but yeah, so so it, I, I didn't realize I didn't realize that was the saison you were talking about. You were sending off, but yeah. that's that's great. So and and Golly will probably do do solid too. Oh yeah. Uh, and that Vienna Lager is really good. Although we're putting it in as an Oktoberfest, not as a Vienna Lager, because it's slightly out of uh, Vienna uh, it's, Lager or color. It's, it's a little, oh, okay. I was going to say, was it, was it, uh, I was assuming it might have been like a little too alcoholic and be into like a fest your land. A little too dark. Um, it, we're putting it in as a, a Marzen instead of Oktoberfest, really, I guess, would be the more accurate thing to say. Um, yeah. But um, just because it uses a Munich malt from a local maltster that is a little bit darker than what you get normally. Yeah, okay. Mm. Speaking of uh, your brewery, Casey, uh, I'm going to segue into what I've been up to the last bit. Uh, we've uh, me and uh, some my D and D group have taken to our uh, uh, Friday evenings our drink nights now. We, hmm. we we head out into Lexington. Most of the time, we end up at Void, uh, mm-hmm. where one of my other D and D group members runs a sake brewery. Um, and you all probably get a discount from the D and D themed sake brewery. <laughs> I get a, I get a, no, I get a, a discount for my fellowship membership, and that's it. Because oh. I, I would, I, I'll pay heavy every time because I want it to, I want them to continue going on. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, As do I. But uh, last night we went out, uh, and uh, we were going to go see. Uh, we we decided not to start at Void. We went uh, somewhere, uh, as I had explained to them, the story of Cocaine Bear. <laughs> ah. So last week, we went and saw Cocaine Bear. 
it's right across. It's like around the block from Rock House, Casey. Yeah, it's the <laughs> Kentucky Museum or whatever. Yeah, the 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 Kentucky Fun Mall thing. Yep. So, I got a hat. I it's in my car. I forgot to bring it out. I was gonna wear it tonight. Bear? It doesn't say cocaine bear. It's just a like, oh general Kentucky hat because I needed. To, now my fr- one of my friends bought a, uh, a a tank top that says cocaine bear. Um, but also in this place is a statue we all know. I guarantee you, every last one of us has seen this statue on a billboard of Eric <gasps> Goddamn C Con. They've got one of the sitting Eric's in there. Yes. They used to sit on the billboard. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Right after so we graduated that high school. Like, that looks familiar. And the guy said, yeah, uh, one of our guys, I forget his name, but I'm pretty sure he's one of my cousins, uh, like a second or third cousin, uh, <laughs> said, uh, oh yeah, he bought this uh, and sent it down to us. That was up on, it's like, that's Eric C. Khan, isn't it? He's like, yeah. Oh god! And I had to, I had to then explain to my friends the epic tale of Eric C. Khan. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the movie rights were sold. East- like it's getting made into a movie. How can fraudster of Eastern Kentucky? And uh, uh, you know, it's great when you have any story about a uh, uh, about a criminal who gets busted at Nicaraguan uh, <laughs> Pizza Hut. Nicaraguan Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just screams movie. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the uh, reminder we went- every time i go home now because uh his giant he like it became outside of his the like all the trailers that they welded together to make the offices for <laughs> him they had this like odd collection of scaled down I, monuments and now mm-hmm. they've all been the, auctioned the, the, off the, the and Abraham lincoln is at the yeah. civil war battlefield at the yes, Middle Creek Battlefield I, now, and I it just it. towers over everything, and you're like, all right, at least that makes sense. Uh, now, I did... Uh, 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 what was the, the, the thing? We... Uh, whatever. When we were down there, uh, I explained them the story of, of, of Eric Seacon, but then uh, we went back over uh, to Rock House, which is just a corner, you know, just half a block away or so, and... They had, uh, you know, we were having some beer, and I was going back for my second drink, and I was telling my friends, yeah, but down here, you know, once or twice before, one of the times, one of my friends, Casey, had done a collaboration with them. Uh, like, oh, he's like, yeah, it's really, it was really neat. Um, I tried some, but it was pretty good. And I glance up at the the uh, the menu, and I didn't see it the first time I was up there, but while I was talking, I was like. Wait just a goddamn sec. <laughs> so there's a, a thing. Casey had done another collaboration with them, and it was down there, and I didn't know it was there. So I sent him a text immediately. Casey. I sent him a text yeah. immediately. Just went, "How did you not tell me about this?" We're we're all over. We're everywhere. Uh, yeah. So you never know uh, who's watching you. We we I got I grabbed some of that, which real tasty. Best <laughs> best beer I had that night. Uh, uh, the, we, that's that's the, not an exaggeration. That was again more more local malt on that one. 
So that was more more of our contribution on that was just to kind of suggest the the fact that we go with a local proprietor with some of the malts and because we've had good stuff out of it. My fear the malt was the best part of that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, my fear is that this guy gets big and then then you got to pay such a small potatoes account that that we can't get his stuff anymore because <laughs> somebody like he's he's probably eight miles from. I, uh, I, I Start supplying Country Boy or Braxton yeah. or somebody. He's 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 just a couple miles from Country Boy in Georgetown. So, yeah, you met him. That's the guy. Yeah. Um, RT. He's yeah. such a good guy and, and so um, so approachable about this stuff. Well, after we were done, I had to make an immediate, like, detour because I got a text from uh, uh, Void Brewer uh, yeah. that says – Hey, we have some extra oma uh, oma. Oh, they have extra uh, omachi Genshu. Oh, that was the Plus, club one. People yes. didn't pick up their Plus, bottles. They released a new flavor this weekend, which I'll get you a new bottle soon, oh, Casey. Ooh. Uh, nice. They're doing an unpasteurized uh, narachi, I think is what it's called. Uh, okay, so it's real good. Imagine like a higher a higher tasting version of the uh, 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 opalescent, and that's Ooh. yeah. Imagine the opalescent. No, imagine it just a, just a just a kick higher, better. Okay. Um, huh. But yeah, I went down there and was like, "Oh, I'll have a you know drink of this," and then I, he told me he had the bottle. I was like, "Just just add it onto my tab. I'll I'll bring it out." Still waiting on that uh, void broken th- throne uh, collab there, Casey. We gotta figure out what to do. Well, the the problem with a lot of these things are those guys are probably cranking it out about as fast as they can. Hmm. Uh, I, I can't say for certain, but they are, yeah, they they are taking the uh, the the green tea off the the menu and making it more of a seasonal thing, and they're mm-hmm. they're replacing with the other one for now, and they're kind of rotating some new flavors in. But mm. what but, would yeah. be cool to see? And this is just spitballing it, but. You know the 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 reason that you use the the sake breweries use that that mold is because it acts sort of as a starch breakdown mechanism. Yeah, because uh, rice doesn't have the the enzymes needed to. Yep. So it would be really cool to use a brewing ingredient that also doesn't have the enzymes. Mm. So think like sweet potatoes and rice. What but am I saying own. here? Like that's <laughs> some of uh, I'm just saying perhaps they might listen to an episode or be forced <laughs> listened to an episode at some point. Because if we could, the, I mean, the hard part about using sweet potatoes is you've got to bake basically however many hundreds of pounds of sweet potatoes you need. Um, shake but, and bake. But um, maybe it would be one of those things where we just dig a hole, bury them, and with a coal <laughs> fire or something, and that way you bake <laughs> them overnight. Making lutefisk. Yeah, um, but yeah, it could be interesting. I think to use the same process that they use on rice, or the same enzymes they use on rice, and use those on um, on non malt ingredients also. So okay, uh-huh. we've we've derailed. We need heavily. to get. We don't even know uh, why we're here anymore. What? Um, let, let's. <laughs> we need to get started with some stuff. What the hell Yo-ho. are we doing this episode? Let's, well. Um, yeah, we're we're doing Is doing a special up? topic this week, and I'm just killing yep. for time until Brittany says go. Hey!
Now everybody's died, so until our tears are dried, we'll drink and drink and drink and drink and then we'll drink some more. We'll dance and sing and fight until the early morning light, then we'll throw up, pass up, wake up, and then go drinking once again. <laughs> no, we're doing. Yeah. Uh, God, I love Da Vinci's Notebook and Paul and Storm. Um, yep. Best Nerdtacular uh, ever was getting to see Paul and Storm with just like a couple hundred of like our fellow nerds. Yeah. So Look, conventions so are fun. Uh, all right. So uh, we're doing an episode about drinking songs tonight. Uh, and as you might have noticed, this episode's not about beer or a brewery or a distillery or any liquid mixing it up uh, <laughs> uh so yeah it's about music today uh, specifically music to drink to or drink with or even have a good old-fashioned sing-along uh but why do we sing when we drink or even at all honestly well and this is going to be the first of a number of uh quotes from uh well, this one's from Wikipedia, but there's a couple of main articles, and I'll mention them there at the end that I pulled. A, uh, we pulled a lot of this episode from. So, uh, starting off, the origin of music is regularly discussed as intrinsically linked to the origin of language, with the nature of their connection being subject of serious debate. Uh, since a recent resurgence in the topic, the principal source of contention is whether music began as a proto-language or as a product of an adaptation that led to language. If music is spandrel, a phenolic. Uh, uh, sorry, phenotypic byproduct of evolution uh, that was a result of language, uh, or if music was derived from a common antecedent. Just kind of think about that for a minute. One of these lines of thought is saying that we've more or less been making music as long as we've been speaking. Uh, either music or speaking came first, but there's there's a chance that perhaps we sang before we spoke. Um, and if that's the case, there's, it's, it's really still just another form of, it's a new type of language. Um, and that kind of resonates with me pretty hard. Uh, you know, think of it, you know, you sing to children, they don't understand language. They don't know what you're saying necessarily, as far as we understand the human they, mind. They understand the tone and yeah, and they, like they, it, they, they know are, it's, it makes them feel a certain way. It makes them feel comforted and it makes them, you know. Yeah, it soothes them. Uh, and, you know, even in in proto, you know, versions of civilization in prehistoric cultures, uh, they are thought to have had a wide variety of uses for music with a little unification between different – with little unification between different societies. Music was likely a uh, uh, of particular value when food and other basic needs were scarce. Kind of keeps you from, you know, thinking about the bad times. Uh, yeah. It's also probable that prehistoric cultures viewed music intrinsically uh, as intrinsically connected with the natural world and may have believed music influenced the natural world directly, which gets into the spiritual side where you sing or give praise or your psalms to whatever deity you think of that can make rain happen or mm-hmm. you know, whatever you're trying to do. Uh, following the advent of writing, literate civilizations are uh, uh, termed uh, part of the ancient world a – Periodization, which extended from the first Sumerian literature of Abu Sabiki, Sab, Salabiki, 
uh, now southern Iraq, around uh, 2600 BCE, and early post-classical era of the 6th century CE. Uh, the uh, Though music of ancient societies was extremely diverse, some fundamental concepts uh, arise in virtually all of them, namely monophony, uh, improvisation, and the dominance of text in musical settings. Uh, many cultures have their own mythical origins of the creation of music. In Chinese mythology, there are various uh, various sources, uh, various stories, uh, most prominently being that uh, Lu Shi uh, Chongqi, uh, which said that in uh, 2697 BCE, the musician Ling Lun, uh, on the orders of the Yellow Emperor uh, Hong. Huang Di invented a bamboo flute by imitating the songs of musical Feng, Hao, uh, Feng, Feng Huang birds. The invention of music in ancient Greece is credited to the muses, various goddesses who were the daughters of the king of the gods, Zeus. Uh, and Persian and Iranian mythology holds uh, Jamshid, uh, a legendary shah, uh, with the invention of music. Hmm. Speaking of China... <laughs> We have a song from uh, China. Uh, it's not quite ancient China. It only dates back to the Tang Dynasty from a poet, uh, Li Bo. Oh, or, oh uh, only or the Tang Bai Dynasty. Or, right. <laughs> uh, which puts its composition sometime around 700s AD. And it has the most amazing name. It's called Waking from Drunkenness on a Spring Day. <laughs> from the title alone, you're like, this is just a poem. Of me in April. <laughs> <laughs> or at Bach First Fest of May. First May. Outdoor drinking. No. Starts uh, today. <laughs> life in the world is but a big dream. I will not spoil it by any labor or care. So saying, I was drunk all the day, lying helpless on the porch in front of my door. <laughs> when, <laughs> when I awoke, I blinked the garden lawn. A lonely bird uh, was singing among the flowers. I asked myself, had the day been wet or fine? The spring wind was telling the mango bird. Moved by song, I soon began to sigh. And as, the, as wine was there, I filled my own cup. Wildly <laughs> singing, I waited for the moon to rise. When the song was over, all my senses had gone. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> this is that wake up and say, what did I do? The wake and bake. <laughs> that topic does seem to be pretty close to what, what we do here. Uh, <laughs> it looks like we may finally be getting to the point. Yes, uh, people looking for something to drink eventually found it and uh, found that it's fun just thinking about drinking. Whether it's getting drunk, recovering from a night out, or just singing, while, singing uh, something to sing when you're out with friends. Drinking and music go together. Hmm. Here, here. Uh, the beginning of this, uh, I feel bad for like interjecting this, is like because it brings up my like real qualm with the Creation Museum because they're talking about all these different cultures and their creations of music, like their their myths behind the Creation Music. I was like, I would be one thousand percent behind the Creation Museum if it wasn't just the Judeo Christian creation idea. Mm. I was like, there's thousands like, of amazing, like a Creation Museum. Of, yeah, let's of, see all yeah. the. The creation myths. That yeah. would be not how no. you get funding. Yeah, no, no. because they're they're funded by a church, yeah. so yeah. that's how they dodge taxes and screw over municipalities. But that's my personal <laughs> feelings. 
But that's right. why we're totally not saying burn them down. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's why they're built out of concrete and cinder blocks, so you can't. Uh, not with that. <laughs> All right, uh, medieval and early modern drinking. Let's get into some of the stuff that we're probably a little more uh, associated with. Songs made for and about drinking are, of course, nothing new. The oldest ones were coined by a youthful group of mischievous, wandering clergy called the Goliards in the 12th century and documented in the Carmina Burana. The collection I of love the idea of a of a youthful group of mischievous wandering clergy. It's the best so, thing I've ever heard. Yeah, of. let's get on that. Uh, this collection of two hundred naughty priests have a different connotation now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I see, I see this as like more of like uh, Father Robert Bellasar. Uh, There's yes. like the you know they're not actually breaking any doctrines. They're just kind of being a little cheeky. They uh, may get called to the carpet a time or two for yeah. uh, saying P-O-P-E. <laughs> you know where my money be. <laughs> this collection of 254 poems, texts, and songs from across Western Europe are largely irreverent and cheeky. I, I had not read ahead to see that the, the, that word comes up again. But lo and behold. <laughs> yeah, cheeky takedowns of hypocritical leaders, uh, moral double standards, and political institutions of the day. The most notable chapters called The Drinking Masses openly discusses the Goliard's boozy, blasphemous practices. When We Are in the Tavern, a song from The Drinking Masses, frequently performed by male courses, described how a night on the town can lead to <laughs> blowing money fast. Oh my! I mean, yeah. So, so we've got a link here to the song. Do you want me to read it in the? Uh... Do the song first. You kind of want to hear how oh, this okay. sounds first. Okay, I want to make sure I'm grabbing the correct one. Is this? I mean, this is a direct link. Yeah. Uh, this still just makes me nervous that I've got the wrong thing. Okay. This is gonna go to porn. <laughs> Welcome to welcome to Pornhub. In taberna quando somos non curamos quid sit humus sedat ludum properamus cui semper insodamus quid agatur in taberna ubi dumus espincerna oques dobus uperatus et quid locur audiatur. Wow. Yeah. Like honestly. That's pretty catchy. It's my jam. Anything that's like kind of got a chanting oh. rhythm, I'm almost like, all right. All right yeah. I am not. Going I was to also try not expecting to get to when we were doing research for this show for a song about song in Latin for me to be just coming like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not gonna try and, and keep the rhythm when we are in the tavern. You don't have to. No, the 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 it's translated to English. It's gonna lose yeah. what it is from. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, more of a William Shatner reading. Uh, so 600 coins are not enough when all these drink too much and without restraint, although they drink cheerfully, many people censor us, censure, censure, and we shall always be short of money. May our critics be confounded and never be numbered among the just. While the Goliards are eventually stripped of their rights as clergymen, it's safe to say 
that sipping a bevy of unholy beverages helped to wash away their pain. I mean... <laughs> uh, actually, uh, yeah. the, the Never Be Younger Among the Just is the end of the song. The, the next oh. line is actually... Sorry. I, I That's my bad for not putting enough spacing there. But yeah. oh, That's fine. But yeah, uh, they were stripped. They were stripped as being clergy, and they're still just like, whatever. I don't care. They're just being jolly. Uh, but yeah, this this comes from an article we we do use heavily throughout this, which is uh, um, the tears and beers, uh, a history of drinking songs. Or is it tears? Mm. Uh, it's tears, I think. I was just saying that could go either way, really. There's <laughs> a tear in my beer. I oh, know. I thought that's how you had to sing that song. It hurt. Sorry. So uh, taverns were filled with the people celebrating and mourning, depending on the day. But one of the ways they would express themselves would be in song. Every culture would produce songs organically from their peoples, and many would be passed around and changed in the passing. Even towns what? in the sink. What? 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 Many changed in the passing. Yeah. Uh, passing from town to town, like the. the oh, okay. Even towns in the same country would have different songs local to their location, so travelers could expect to find new tunes as they moved about and share the songs of their home in turn. Songs like this were shared so often that no one has any idea who wrote these songs. All that could be said is that they were written by folk. Damn it, Bob. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Let's move on to the next section, I guess. Called folk, folk songs. songs. Hey, hmm. hey folk. <laughs> it's not even a good pun, but I had to do it. Poor and working class folks who used music not only as a form of entertainment, but also as a means of communication and spreading the news. Literally, they were written out and sold for a penny, and millions of sheets were in circulation, covering everything. Like the penny stocks. <laughs> That's covering... the penny songs. Everything from murder and marriage to acts of chivalry and moral guidance. All right. Bard's life out there. <laughs> the 17th century was a particularly significant time for drinking songs as cataloged and analyzed by historian Mark Halewood, who identifies three different categories, including the broadside ballads, which were manifestations of, quotes, low culture. That is... <laughs> That yeah. should be a review of this show. <laughs> Manifestation <laughs> of the station. Culture. <laughs> Can we get that See, as a I review? Hear, Can someone I give us that. that as a review on uh, iTunes or whatever <laughs> Apple? Or they call themselves now. Apple Podcasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like to think of that, though, as manifestations of low culture. And I hear that and I immediately go back to my childhood. And it's like, that's... That's Garth Brooks saying that he's got friends in low places. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get? No, we need a shirt. We need Another a shirt that song. says that. That, that, that like, is a traditional American drinking song. Is that just? Like, uh, yeah. As a, we need that as a shirt. As like, have a drink. Manifestation of low culture. Of low culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So according to Halewood, the drinking songs often contained warnings about the types of companion to avoid. You know, the ones with herpes. Or extrapolated, don't, don't <laughs> extrapolated the qualities of the ideal drinking companion. Again, the one with herpes. <laughs> <laughs> While farmers and railroad workers helped contribute to the songbook of the working man. Again, with herpes. It was the... <laughs> <What'd> you... <laughs> Sorry. 
It was the seaman who popularized the majority of labor-themed <laughs> drinking tunes while performing their own kind of backbreaking work. 19th century European sailors <laughs> encountered African and Caribbean deckhands. Chris just did a, I move away <laughs> from the mic to breathe in. No, I, I paused to make Brittany crack under the pressure, I and she I'm did. Not, I'm not okay. <laughs> Caribbean deckhands warbling together as they hoisted sails and rowed oars. These hymns from which many sea shanties derived their melodies only became widely known to European sailors in the 1840s when towns like Mobile Bay, Alabama, served as shanty marts, a phrase coined by sea song historian Stan Hugill. For Look, into- I, was, I was just as surprised as you were, Brittany, to see that, uh, see that phrase. But, uh, yeah. Shanty marts. Shanty marts. For international shanty mariners to swap tunes and share drinks. From smuggling songs to the debauchery of pulling into port, the trickle-down influence of sailor-crooned drinking songs still lingers today. It's not difficult to see the direct connection between, say, the 19th century Afro-Caribbean rowing song, Grog Time O' Day, which described the hour at which sailors would slurp down a rum-based concoction, and Kenny Chesney's 20, <laughs> 2005 Margaritaville smash, It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere. I mean, (laughs) yeah, got a point. The centuries old connection between working and drinking is inescapable. Work is still work and drink is thankfully still a drink. Yeah. Also, most of that section is is still from punch and drink tears and uh, from the punch and drink dot com thing for tears and beers. That's it was a good article. (laughs) So, uh. And now we go into uh, a little less of the fun drinking song thing. I mean, you say that. You've heard this song. This this one slaps. Yeah. I mean, well, and it also depends. I don't know. So the version we have queued up is not the one I'm used to, but it's whatever. Uh, so the anti-drinking song. Not all songs are about alcohol. Um, some are uh, how... Okay, I'm going to read that again. Not all songs about alcohol are about how fun it is. Some are cautionary tales about the perils of intoxication. For real example... Quick, there is a, uh, real quick, there is a, 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 a band that I have a particular uh, enjoyment for uh, who does a lot of drinking songs, like of, of old folk drinking songs, and they say, like... We have, a rep- like, there's like, we have a reputation for doing drinking songs. We actually do anti-drinking songs. We warn people about the perils as they put it, of the old black rum, which is a drinking mm. folk song that they then go on to perform. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, this one is, um, I think, probably made popular in uh, our modern times uh, uh, by Dropkick Murphys. But this particular version mm, we're going to play double is Dubliners. Not... Oh, really? Oh, that's okay. 70s. Yeah. The 70s yeah, is the Dubliners. Think... But Dropkick Murphys doesn't happen... Without Dubliners. Molly don't happen without the Dubliners. Dubliners like, pave the fair. path, but Dropkick has kept a lot of the Dubliners in yeah, yeah. the modern spotlight. Their their Irish Rover version is real good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And Rocky Road to Dublin by Dropkick yeah. is pretty fantastic. The Rocky Road to Dublin, my favorite version is still the Young Dubliners, actually. Ooh, correct. Yeah. I think I think Brittany might be right on that one. Anyway, so this is the Wild Rover song. And it's no never. 
No name, no never, never, no more. No more. Will I play, play the Wild, wild Rover? No, no name, never, never, no, no more. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. So are we, are we all going to go to Columbus, Detroit, and Cleveland in that order to watch Flog and Molly this September? <laughs> I've seen it's them enough. It's been a good couple of years. It I've has. seen them enough to know... Every time I saw them, they got a little worse and got a little worse. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to see them again. Maybe First time I saw you. them, they were on point. They had <laughs> life and everything was great. By like the third time I saw them, they were just up there kind of phoning it in hard. The last time we saw them, wasn't it the float one was that was float. like yeah. a popular thing? And it was like it was float so was a new <laughs> album. And it was like just not a good vibe really at that point. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Bob, um, what are you doing on 9-11? <laughs> or, Casey, we're going to go watch Flogging Molly play. That's mm-hmm. right. So, wait, okay. So, are we actually reading the whole thing of this? You can or? you can read it if you'd like. It's up to you, but... Uh, well, okay, so this is actually, yeah. It's, it's basically is, just the first couple of verses. I did not put the whole... I was going to say. Whole say this isn't the, the thing that we just heard anyway. So, okay. Um, so, Wild Rover song. So, uh, this is just the first, like... Mm, a little bit of a burst. Yeah. Uh, I said, I've been a ri- wild rover for many's the year, and I've spent all my money on whiskey and beer. But now I'm returning with gold in great store, and I never will play the wild rover no more. And it's, and it's no, no name, name, never, never, never. No name, <laughs> no never, never, no more. <laughs> That's how a drunken horde has to sing it completely yeah, out of time. And we're right with it. It's, yeah. it's a drunken horde with sky flag. It's it's difficult right <laughs> it's now. It's the best, actually. Uh, anyway, so a song like this seems fairly clear that it's about not drinking anymore. It was actually written by <laughs> the temperance movement to keep people from drinking. Uh, yes, there was a temperance movement in Ireland, and they did not manage to get a prohibition on alcohol going over there. Hmm. Yeah. Damn, just uh, think that. Yeah. <laughs> However, today you might hear the song in a pub while you're having a drink, so how effective is it? The Irish managed to beat that devil down hard. <laughs> They're like, Temperance, the hell is that? <laughs> oh, temperance. Oh, that's nice. That's like when we, we don't we don't drink between like... Five and five. So we don't drink at church. (laughs) Uh, No, they're Catholic. They drink at church. (laughs) Maybe as effective as your last hangover when you swore to never do this again. Yeah. Uh, So a few more songs to round us out here. So the temperance movement did not do much to stop the prevalence of drinking songs. Many cultures would continue to embrace their drinking culture and the music that goes with it. Take German, for example who have the massive celebration of Oktoberfest, as we are well aware, uh, you will find people there hosting a stein and singing songs that have been, or sorry, hoisting a sign is what I just realized, uh, that have been around for a century or more. Like I'll host a stein or two. Yeah, either way. Uh, like <laughs> Ein Prost, uh, which I have here. to sway a beard this it's just I'm ready for October oh, oh, you missed the best part 
Yeah. That okay, so that that whole thing happens in Oktoberfest a lot. I'm gonna say from a Ziggy Saki, that's where we have to have a moment of silence for the fox. Hmm. Okay. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I it had the words on the screen for that, and I'm just like, yeah, no, good, good, good job there. Uh, nope. <laughs> good. I mean, we've got some options. You could try to read it in German. We've got no. a, a or pronunciation, or <laughs> you could try to try to see what it's saying. So allegedly, the translation into English is uh, a toast, a toast, a toast, a toast to cheer and good times. Uh, a toast, a toast to cheer and good times once once again, and then one, two, three, drink up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what the last bit means, which all very appropriate and very on brand when it comes to Oktoberfest. I can assure you, we have uh, that has been uttered many a time <laughs> at many an Oktoberfest year, and it will be uh, again this year. I feel like we need to, yeah. I think this year we really need to like this year. I die of al- this year. I die of alcohol poisoning. Uh, look, I have been I've been selling this year's Oktoberfest to people just being like, no, you, you need to come. My cousin, my D&D group. I'm like, no, you're coming up what here is that weekend. Uh, it's the weekend of the 17th in September. It's booking up. Yeah. Now. It's already booking up because, again, Reds are playing a series at home that weekend. It's Garth, always a dumb weekend. Speaking, Garth Garth speaking of Casey, we, Casey, at some point we should we should like catch a Reds game or something. Yes. Garth Brooks is playing Paul Brown Stadium that same weekend. Isn't he always playing Paul Brown Stadium? They've been trying to get get that concert going for like three years. And it's finally. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's it's been mentioned more than once. And also, he's got friends in low places. Lots of friends there. He he does have the class. Doesn't get much lower in Cincinnati. Also, like. Or the Bengals, or, or Kentucky, oh. depending on the thing on the weather. You know what else we should have had queued up because the the song thing makes me think of that beginning, not beginning, but the thing in Beerfest where they go to Oktoberfest for the first time, like before they discover what Beerfest is. That like the two brothers and like everybody's oh. singing their their drinking song of like their nation. And they're America's like, drinking song yeah, they get to America and they're like, uh, 99 <laughs> bottles. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, spoiler, Brittany. That's, that's the closing a, of this episode. Very offended. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Casey, no, I'm sorry. No more. I thought all of the other languages would be done by now. <laughs> no, again, I'm sorry. The people in Norway and Sweden have a rich history of drinking songs that are admittedly difficult for some who don't speak the language to understand or speak. <laughs> but the songs are still catchy. They are called Snapvisas, drinking songs. Uh, Drikvisor in Norwegian Helengar is a good example of Helen, the whole. Oh, sorry, is a good example. Helen, the whole, is an expression signifying the first small glass of spirit, commonly akavit or vodka. I should have poured Icelandic uh, spirit. Uh, yeah. uh, thank you, Smoke, for that. I enjoy that bottle with my Bloody Marys all the time. Um, 
in a yeah, or vodka in a series and gar means i'm guessing that's gar it, i don't uh, know what the it a should be circle. well in swedish yeah. it's gore the a with oh, a yeah, circle cool. is uh it's like an o sound oh okay yeah. gore which means that that makes sense because goes and go geo for yeah, both of those yeah. so you, you will get it you get to hear how it sounds here in a minute okay uh means down uh or goes means down sorry goes or means goes down <clears throat> so the hole goes down <laughs> loosely translated bottoms that's up about, that's about right yeah. that's what she said <laughs> so it is commonly sung as a toast, typically for the first glass of spirit at a seated dinner. Very formal. The song has also become quite common in Finland, especially at academic dinners. The next <laughs> sentence, by the way, is probably my favorite bit of this entire episode. <laughs> when Sweden's ice hockey team won the 1957 World Ice Hockey Championship in Moscow... Not all of the Swedish players knew the lyric to Du Gamla Du Fria, the de facto Swedish national anthem. So players sang Helen Gore instead. <laughs> yes. Like, that's that's the best thing. Like, a bunch of hockey players going like, yeah, let's sing our national anthem. Do you know it? No. <laughs> <laughs> we drink. <laughs> oh, very oh sweet. Keep it. Right. I, don't, I don't know the Swedish cheers, but and it goes is yes. Well, Helen Gore. <laughs> I have to say, like, so the last because it's got the lyrics, um, while it it goes, wow, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, there are seven A's with the little circle <laughs> above. How them. many umlauts? It's not even like well, it's not. I, I don't know what that's. That's not the umlaut. That umlaut's the double thing over a U. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know what it's called in Swedish, but in Finnish, because Sweden and Finland, you know, just kind of hate each other. But, well, they're not really. Languages wise, they're they're. Finland had to declare independence from. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's but so, Curtis has in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that. Uh, so uh, in Finnish, they say this letter because in, it's actually not a letter in the Finnish alphabet, but because the Swedish and Finnish languages. Um, not overlap, but because Swedish is like basically the second official language in Finland. So Finnish, Finland is not Scandinavian, but close enough. They're Nordic. So they're Nordic, and, and not Scandinavian. And, and, uh, I've seen this infographic. Sc- you could Think you could be broad and say Scandinavian and hit no, Finland. The Finns are closer associated. They will not be happy with that. They were yeah. closer they're associated with the Netherlands. Yeah, they're Nordic, and Sweden is Scandinavian. They're closer are to the, the Dutch than they are. Who are the so Finns in, ever happy? No. No. Uh, but in Finnish, it's uh, Swedish means Rutzelainen. And this letter is Rutzelainen O. So it literally means the Swedish O. <laughs> yeah. Finns so. are only happy when they're perched in a tree in the dead of winter killing Russians. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, I am happen. not going to approach <laughs> yeah. the, the language. Look, when I put that down there, I looked to see whose turn it was, and I was like, oh, Casey's going to hate me. <laughs> um, there's a lot of those. You're not expected to. Shows. Yes. A lot of uh, so, and but, all. But there's an English version. In English, it does go. It all goes down. Sing, hop, fell how is this in oh, English? So still... some of that is not it, English. It's, it's, it's just like onomatopoetic sound yeah. that you're going to make. The Swedish show. Falderana. Falderallen. La Lan Lay. It all goes down. Sing, hop, Falderallen, and Lay. And he that doesn't drink at all won't even get half either. It all goes down. Sing, hop, Falderallen, Lay. Obviously, so, the direct translation so, to English not a, not amazing. So this actually is the great point to tie in, so you can play the other thing you've got queued up because the Finnish you could almost say version oh, of oh. this because the so Swedish. By the way, by the way, as I just put in the chat to the phrase "the Swedish show," that's the name of that's the name of a Scandinavian sex tape. <laughs> oh, <laughs> easily, easily. Yeah. So uh, bork, bork, bork. this is to say, like the Swedish version is "la lan le." And the Finnish version is Lai Lai Hey. Oh, I'm getting there. Oh, no, they never. <laughs> I gotta get to the Are right. you getting to the cue point? Because we listen to a lot of Finnish metal, and every Finnish metal band covers the Finnish drinking song Lai Lai Hey. No, you're just, it's lost. Time's gone. Shut up. She'll find it. Will she? This I love is just this a band. solo. Shut up. <laughs> it's a band called Insafirum, and they literally looked up Latin for sword bearer and just went with that. I feel like no. I need to do that for some beer names. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, Tolkien Swisscar. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> it's a dildos. <laughs> Have we exceeded our uh, Creative Commons license? Yeah. Sorry, it's a really good song to do live. So, so we're good. Okay. That is a really fun song when they perform it live. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> okay. Uh, delete the vods. No. 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 What'll happen if our <laughs> What'll happen if our, our file gets corrupted? Where's her backup? Mm. All right. Modern Sorry. drinking songs. Hopefully there are no odd words in this section. <laughs> Never. There uh, seems to be a lack of communal singing in the modern US. Mm. The reason why the reasons why are legion. We are insecure about our voices. We don't know the words. We resent being forced to do an activity together. We feel uncool. And since we're out of practice as a society, the person who dares to begin a song risks having no one join her. Mm. In fairness, I mean, among this group, just, Brittany would be the one probably resenting us. Well, if the rest of us are drunk enough, we're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we would definitely. It, I don't know. It depends on the drinking level. No, I have well, proposed uh, it, it, on multiple occasions that me, Casey, and Bob need to get a barbershop 
trio thing <laughs> going together. So if we're ever in, a, this is like if we're ever to con or something and a karaoke thing comes up, the three of us can just like whip out some random barbershop trio thing and I'm, blow everyone down. away. Uh, Case, uh, serious uh, question. Okay. Uh, okay, Chris's Chris's bass, Casey's baritone. I guess I have to do tenor. <laughs> You're say, I've done tenor and soprano. I, mean, uh, I was in chorus in high school. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm not saying you do don't have, have a good singing time. voice. I'm just saying I don't feel like you would enjoy doing it. I'm just saying I feel Again, the three of us. It depends on the level of drinking. I just feel the three <laughs> of us could crush. Hey, jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, early Ted Ted Lasso spoiler. Uh, hey, jealousy. Oh, I feel like we should do No Day Never in front of every bar while Wild holding Robert. a hatchet. <laughs> Molly hatchet. Oh, God. yeah. God. That hurts. <laughs> hurts bad. We're, we're, we're doing the Bob episodes of Have a Drink then because I did yeah. the Prohibition one. And all right. Anyway, so I feel like this next statement is. Is, is appropriate for what just happened because the next statement is this is a loss it is a loss <laughs> uh, it is a loss that we have not got the same drinking song culture uh, it's as if we willingly cut off one of our senses the pleasure center for full lungs and body resonance and shared emotion and connection with our family fellow man when the crowd at Fenway Park sings Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline, in an inexplicable, inexplicable bye, bye, sorry, bye. this is what happens when I drink whiskey instead of beer, um, in an inexplicable Red Sox tradition. There's really, do the Red Sox play at Fenway yeah, Park? Yeah, they do. It's, it's, their oh. seven inning, it's their seven inning stretch song. Interesting. Hmm. Where's Fenway Park? Boston. Okay. <laughs> Even I'm clearly not a fan of Dropkick Murphys, who own a bar across the street from what's Fenway. The, what's the song they do for the Red Sox? The which one? They, they have whole albums. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, they played uh, uh, the Boys oh Are God. Back when they finally yeah. won the uh, the no, World not, Series. Not that one. I, I got to look it up. Hold on. You go ahead. <laughs> well, apparently there is nothing comparable to the feeling of thirty thousand people stepping down on three notes in giddy unison. Oh, oh, oh. Tessie. Clearly. Oh, By yeah, way, Tessie. Okay, sorry. By the way, Casey, it doesn't have to be Red Sox games. We've seen that in bars in Kentucky. Oh, yes, absolutely. Kentucky. Sweet Caroline comes on. You got enough people with enough alcohol in them. You all of a sudden just start hearing, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Which no, that, means that's we the Eddie do Izzard have thing. a drinking culture. Yeah, that's the Eddie Izzard thing where he's talking about, like, the, the Christmas song, the the people from other five rooms come in five golden rings <laughs> yeah like that that's exactly what that song people is. go berserk <laughs> there's your there's your idiot hazard stamp your we were getting close to the end yeah we had to get it in there. don't the stop wire. leaving yeah that's oh don't, don't stop, stop yeah is is drunk white person catnip it's not <laughs> it's not crocodile rock because crocodile rock gets me every oh, time crocodile rocks like no Elton John hates it, but I want him to play it every fucking time. If you're you're drunk and that that slaps, you hear Crocodile Rock, you're like, oh. I, I, I can't like picture, the picturing Muppets. The best of booty um, mashup of with Crocodile Rock in it is literally my favorite song. You hear that opening time. piano and you're just like, oh, it's on. I remember when Rock was young. Yes, I do. <laughs> right, sorry. 
Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, Here we are. It's been a good episode. I mean, fun. Let's, this is how my let's... episode did. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's I've switched drunk. to soccer. I'm drunk. Everybody's drunk. Uh, also, I mean, if we're going to we're gonna go there, we've we've referenced this a few times, but Friends in Low Places. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally is a, is a classic a drinking good. song well, for America. That, yeah. that is the most American drinking song I can think of. It, liter- it seriously is. Low places. <laughs> where the, we all something <laughs> where the whiskey, whiskey something where no the whiskey drowns no and the beer chases my blues yeah. away, but it'll be okay. okay. If the song was playing, every one of us would know the damn words. <laughs> there is a there is a there is a, a study they've done where like your brain does connect the musical notes to the the words better than oh yeah than yeah. just trying to totally drunken recall. But Bob's not. <laughs> Big on social graces. He thinks he'll slip on down to the oasis. <laughs> the oasis. Oh, yeah, you gotta say uh, it. Right. Uh, <laughs> clearly, right, let's, let's... we need an outlet for singing, mm. which clearly we don't. <laughs> brings us to where? Where are we going to go to a karaoke bar? I want we, it to happen, yeah, and we should do this. You know, how dangerous would how dangerous Ooh, it would be if, we, if there was Huey Lewis hold on, hold on, hold on. at said bar. We have. Post-show. A, Let's talk about this. Oh, okay. we right. have a, if we have a spectacular and we get people down here, karaoke. We ended a karaoke bar, right? But also, yes. then we watch some Akatsuko because that just is on par. All right, let's wrap this. Let's let's get to what we're drinking eventually. <laughs> so we get the karaoke bar boom, uh, but as civic engagement declines, our store of true folk songs has evaporated. You can blame all the usual causes for withering from for withering social capita, from dependence on electronic entertainment to lengthening workdays to reduced free time to an even more diverse society in which songs, your songs, however, are not mine. Um. That comes from the Atlantic. So, to say it, that isn't to say that there are no songs about alcohol in American culture. John Thorogood, who <laughs> may have had a drinking problem, <laughs> exists. To, to quote my former co worker, I think that John Thorogood had himself a drinking problem. <laughs> there are a lot of quotes I use in this episode. That line is all me. It is the most proud I am of almost anything I've ever written. <laughs> but we don't have the same level of group singing that other cultures may have. No. Still, the basic urge to make songs about a shared experience of being drunk still comes through, even in the modern day. Entering into the 20th century, country music and the blues, along with eventually rock bands like the Kinks and the Replacements, grabbed hold of the heartbroken liquor-fueled genre and held on for dear life. <laughs> There's a country or blues drinking song for every variety of sadness. It's mm. like Eskimos. Uh, well, I mean, Eskimos and it's like the Inuit and the words for snow. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. correct. Eskimo is a not a good term. No. <laughs> um, liquor field genre. This country blues song for every liquor uh, uh, from from no no good husbands like Loretta Lynn's "Don't Come Home a Drinking with Lovin' on Your Mind." I've got that on a record somewhere. Um, to heart stomping breakups like George Jones's. If the drinking don't kill me, her memory will. <laughs> to the loneliness of being on the road, John Isabel's streetlights. Jason. Jason. Uh, who is that? 
I, I don't know okay. off the top of my head, but I'll have to who? get it. I'm what? more familiar with George Jones because that's uh, Britney's dad's favorite. Oh, he, yeah, this is James. That, I, I love before George we Jones. before we kind of like move cool. into our next segment, George Jones was my favorite uh, musical act to work for when I was at the Mac. Because yeah. oh, I got because I got us. No, I got a split day. I didn't have to be at the show. <laughs> I did the setup. I did the cl- I did the the, the wrap up. I didn't have to be there during the country music part of the show. <laughs> so, and, and the reason I was getting ready to what I thought you were going to say is because he didn't actually show up because <laughs> he actually got the nickname No Show Jones because he <laughs> would book shows and then be too drunk to play them. No, he he was there. Uh, he was he was older. He his his drinking days were yeah. behind him ish. As uh, in in the ish. van. <laughs> Uh, as in literally as in, like he, he was... put on a show that's fine uh, <laughs> it's I, got fine. To, I got to at least meet him which was nice because oh. then he died a few years later yeah. oh wow yeah. so uh, nice if you. chats to be believed uh, this episode has led on that at the next Nerdtacular we need to sponsor and host an official karaoke night oh, in Nerdtacular we should the have a drink uh <laughs> Oh my God! Drunken karaoke, Scott. Uh, there needs to be a short list of songs. <laughs> there are ten songs, and I feel no. like at this point no. they're mostly Garth Brooks and Huey Lewis. But do they all have to be drinking related songs? Because some songs no, are like requirements ha- for karaoke. Like no. these days, okay, I feel like what, what I could like what I imagine for a certain segment of of a nerdtacular group, the Diamond Club group. If all of a sudden you start hearing. Uh, uh, Bunch em. Wah, wah. Yeah. No, that's, 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 yeah. A bunch em. But like, so, um, my, my greatest contribution to, like, uh, <laughs> to an episode of Night Attack. Poker Face, for example, is like almost a requirement uh, in karaoke songs. I'm just these thinking days. like Brian Adams and like. Oh, uh, well. But you, you want to hear, you want to see like the most Kiss like. Kiss by that's, like, that's Seal. Seal and that's like Seal, all these yeah. '90s guys. It's like, that's true. Gotta have all that. But stuff. I want to see like just like these large, like crazy looking dudes who going wah ah 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 oh my mama ah. You da, no, you da, want that episode? La, la. No, you you want that episode of bass. Ted Lasso, which we will get to, Brittany and post show. It's okay. Yeah, post yeah, show yeah, is yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, we're yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. talking Ted Lasso. Okay. All of us, but oh. Casey, have seen everything Ted so Lasso. Let's, let's get into uh, where we're at here. Drink with me, friend. Chat's been asking for a while uh, what we're drinking, so we've we've got to finally get into it. I don't know how to say this anymore. Streets. Okay. Um. I, so I don't know how to say this. Street. I'm like, what does brand mean? Side. Um. <laughs> I've been drinking. So, uh, style. What is the style really? It's been a fridge cleaning night. Yeah. So. We did that, and we all uh, drank a lot of Demogorgon. Same place. Yeah, we were like, you know what sounds like a great idea, and everyone was like, yeah, totally does. Everyone's let's like, all that get, does sound let's, great. Let's all get a theme going. Everyone's like, that does sound great, and you've given me a shit ton of it, <laughs> so we're gonna go into that. So I, I keep wanting to show the cam, but I know the blur things on, and, and quite frankly, I don't know how to. I don't feel like getting in there to hand screw it to with me. It. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. So I this got you. is. The, I got you, um, boo. Oh no! Wait, well, this the... is different though than yours. So, uh, this <laughs> is the Streetside Brewing Brewery. Brewery. 
Streetside Brewery, uh, Demogorgon. So they ha- this is like a, a line for them, like a series, I guess. So they're pastry um, stout line. Yeah. So uh, it's based off of Stranger Things. This is why the, the Demogorgon. But um, this particular one that I was drinking is the Horchata Got a variant. description on the can. Yeah. So tell, uh, us, tell us all about it. First of all, it's amazing. Just going to put that out there. But anyway, with Horchata Spices... So from the depths of the upside down, our newest variant of cinnamon whiskey demogorgon. Uh, this is the uh, the one aged for ten months in cinnamon whiskey barrels, then added horchata spices to round out the pastry beast. Sharp cinnamon, tasty vanilla, and smooth whiskey barrel meld together for the divine monster of a stout. Uh, yes, it is. It, it is an imperial stout. Uh, it's amazing. It just what's that oh ABV? Oh, um, big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eleven point one percent. No, 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 no. Yeah. Which is eleven point what? Eleven point one percent. And Good. it's it's you know it's a uh, sixteen ounce can. So yeah. uh, yeah, no, it's it's delicious. Like it's just that. So that one, it's so over good. a year old. And it's developed into a because that one was probably one of the best ones I've ever done. Mm. And it developed because I had a sip of hers at the beginning into a oh yeah. So it, it tastes like sweet potato pie is yeah. where we came came to on sweet potato whole, casserole, like whichever way you want to go. I, yeah, I, I guess yeah, it could go either way, but um, very very good. But and it's it, still fantastic. Which which helps me in my like mentally I'm already moved on to fall because I hate summer so much. So this really, you know, <laughs> on the same on the same level as me right now. Uh but so good. And how how old is this one? Like when was this canned or whatever? I don't know, but apparently not... I got cut out of what we were what we're drinking. Oh, because <laughs> usually no, it's just that normally we had had the same one, so just yeah. But you go after Bob usually. Uh, yeah, I don't see a date on this. That's weird. Do you remember when this came out? Year before last. Okay, so we'll say twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. There's gonna be a canned date. Yeah, I just wasn't seeing it. Is it? Huh? Not on the bottom. <laughs> Either way, yeah. So it's probably twenty nineteen. Uh, but it's like still holds up. Like it's really good. Uh, which is. Interesting too, because it it says like hort- uh, also I'm also kind of stalling for time because Bob, um so it's it's um called out we we had mentioned I think in pre-show that the coconut variant of Demogorgon oh doesn't hold up as well this year's uh, yeah, or last year's technically because it it just Who turned into anymore? syrup it yeah. was just so sweet and like this one though. Still holds up sweet. really well. <laughs> Sorry, I went to WWE for a minute. Nice. Uh, but yeah, this one and then the one that Chris and Bob will talk about. Uh, Segway. Yeah. Bob. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I, I finished off my can, so I had to move on to a different drink. But uh, I started out most of the episode with uh, the double maple Demogorgon. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a theme. Yeah, there's some Demogorgon tonight. So uh, we went into the upside down, and it was sure. great. I mean, it's it's look, it's a D and D villain for me. That's all I got. I, I've still not watched any Stranger Things. I just heard that yeah. cork <laughs> as Casey poured some more. What? 
I just heard that cork. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but the, but holy shit, this is good. If you want to drink um, some pancakes. Yeah, I I told Brit. It's, it's not even like drinking pancakes. It's like drinking the memory. It's like drinking nostalgia of good pancakes. Hmm. Like. You take a, you smell it. For me, I don't know how it is for you, Chris, but for me, it smells entirely differently from how it tastes. Oh yeah. Mm. So uh, you... it smells like a like a rich stout with a nice coffee-ish flavor, or at least like a a, a malty, burny kind of whatever. Romance them with what that can describes. The double maple. The double maple demogorgon is our traditional demogorgon recipe. With Vermont maple syrup added, and then aged in rum and bourbon barrel, uh, bourbon maple syrup barrels, sticky maple, sweet caramel, and baker's chocolate swirl in a harmony harmoniously with light bourbon and uh, bourbon notes to make for an ultimate breakfast beverage. Enjoy this one with your best friends, uh, and oh, some friends. Eggo waffles. Mm. Yeah, no, I loved that one. That one was fantastic. It was one of my favorite Demogorgons. Chef Kiss Good. Like, that was... Mwah. Oh, my God. Um, It was... It, it's one of the best beers I had. And I had I had a beer earlier tonight. I, I was like, I don't think anything can top this. this. This has my nipples hard. I drank the second beer. We had to pan my camera up. Just so it's much. also to be said that the double maple demogorgon is uh, 10.3% ABV. And Bob slammed a 16-ouncer of that. It's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, and then I moved on to sake because I have no chill. <laughs> well, that's the thing uh, with with, uh, with liquor, at least. You, know, you at least don't have to worry about stopping between bottles. Yeah, I ran out of the beer, and so I went and picked up um, some of the uh, Omachi Ginshu from uh, Void Saki. Because now I, I, well, I have two bottles now, so I might as well taste it. The other one I'm saving for when uh, my D&D group meets in person again. Hmm. Because I want them all to kind of enjoy the same thing together. And how is it? Oh. That's what I figured. Okay, so... Uh, Casey, Casey, I think has had the Harbinger by now, right? The the yeah. And Chris and Brittany, have you had it? That's like the, the next step. No. Uh, it's like the Messenger Plus. I have a bottle of it. I will try to find some time to come down there and bring it to you guys. We'll find a weekend. I have weekends relatively ish free. Um, but this is a next step up from that. It is one extra alcoholic, but uh. <laughs> It smells like the best boozy fruit you can imagine. It smell it smells like a wonderful caveman drunk's about to happen. <laughs> Fermented pineapples and blueberries. Mm. But then you but then you take a sip and it's it's clean. It goes down super easy, and you'll get rickety wrecked <laughs> off of it. <laughs> okay. Casey, okay. uh, I think I think you need to bring us home with a uh, with another Demogorgon, well, right? Actually, oh no, you you. I'm gonna wedge in oh. here because I got cut out of the dock. Oh my god! 
Because apparently I don't get a say in these matters. Well, at least she's trained you to let know that. And I feel like I have a good segue here because I also did the double maple Demogorgon and I loved it. And I also, so as she reaches over to grab another drink of this one, uh, decided to finish off with what was the base beer to the one she did. And when I initially had it two years ago, I was very disappointed. But this is the cinnamon whiskey barrel Demogorgon. So good. Oh. Which I think it's interesting is actually 0.2% more alcoholic. So it was the exact same thing. So they this was all from the same batch. And they just added the horchata spices after the fact to make the next one. It's really so good. So it lost 0.2% ABV with the addition of the spices. It's really, really what good. What is horchata? Add, uh, horchata is some kind something. of cinnamon spice thing. I don't know. Yeah, it, cinnamon. They just say horchata spices. But they aged it all in whiskey, cinnamon whiskey barrels. I can read you the Cinnamon Whiskey Demogorgon. Is anybody else Googling this right now? <laughs> cinnamon Whiskey Barrel-Aged Imperial Stout brought up from the depths of the upside-down Cinnamon Whiskey Demogorgon is a prodigious 11.3% ABV Imperial Stout aged in Cinnamon Whiskey Barrels. This monster presents mesmerizing flavors of spicy cinnamon and smooth whiskey with a mind-melting mouthfeel we present to you Cinnamon Whiskey Barrel Age, Demogorgon, a delicacy the mind flare would surely savor. Mind and, melting or mind melding? Like, does 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 the beer grab you by the face <laughs> in like a, a split palm fashion and just go, remember? Star Actually, Trek 3 reference for yes. anyone. Now, yes. So I love the can art on this one. This is the first time we saw this uh, can art. I think it was uh, it's brought back up because it's pretty much just done in different colors for the horchata one, but it's done in like the original Mario or Donkey Kong mm. art form. Only it's like eleven instead of Mario throwing barrels at instead of Donkey Kong. Yeah. So according to the Masterclass website, I assume is probably a good actually reference. Horchata is a sweet Mexican drink made from rice. Horchata You're a sweet Mexican Reese made from rice. Reese. You're too drunk to go with that. Uh, You're too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> Horchata is made by blending white rice and cinnamon sticks in water and letting them soak overnight. After the rice and cinnamon are discarded, the remaining liquid is then flavored with vanilla, sugar, and ground cinnamon. Horchata right. is often thickened with milk and always served cold. So uh, and sometimes includes then ABV comes. Sometimes includes nuts like almonds and things. So, yeah. Reminds so all me of that, that makes classic, sense. Reminds me of that classic Rolling Stones song. Horchata, why do you taste so good? <laughs> so yeah, I hated it the first time I had it. I think it was in comparison to the vanilla uh, Demogorgon, which was by far one of the best Demogorgons they'd ever done. So we were all like, nope, cinna the cinnamon whiskey barrel one, flush it down. It's terrible. These have sat for like two years, and I'm like, no, I'm glad I've got another couple cans of this because this is fire now. Oh, it's I'm so, so, so it requires a little bit of aging to kind of bring out the... Some of these do. like yeah. Unlike the coconut from this year, which we discovered if you didn't drink it fresh, flush that crap down the toilet. Mm. But yeah, the cinnamon whiskey barrel one from two years ago, if you happen to still have cans is fantastic now 
at the time, I did not care for it. Now I'm like, holy crap, what was wrong with past me? Well, so, yeah, uh, great. So, Casey, let's drive it on home. So, I am enjoying a Glimrangi, 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 however you want to say Listen it. Listen to us butcher scotch. <laughs> How how many times can we trigger our friend Jim in one episode? There you go. <laughs> um, I think it's Glimrangi, but either way, it's the Quinta Rubin twelve year port f- cask. That's that's a. You're saying port <sighs> cask scotch? That's all you had to say to me, and I had no reaction. It's yeah, it's a port cask finished single malt, but it's really not a cask because as I was <laughs> looking through here, it's actually <laughs> aged in port pipes not oh. pork casks, which my are 142 is, gallons versus a cask, which is smaller. My question is, does it roll poorly? Does it, does it roll poorly rolled brunt, blunts Blunts. and does it drink alone? <laughs> I love that it, we're all drinking so much at this point that you're like brunts, blunt. You know what I flipping <laughs> mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know my I'm reference. Cigar. Shut up. Stop Can I? T- can I take my phone out to the porch um, <laughs> for the post show and smoke a cigar? Yes, please. Out there, please. Feel like if we had a porch, we would do the I same thing. I do have thing. to say, I love that. If I had a cigar, I'd do the same thing. All of us That's think the same thing when we see port on any kind of label. <laughs> if it's whiskey, we're like, it was aged in port barrels. I'm buying this because we bought oh. the we bought yeah. the uh, port Charlotte. Thinking this, I just saw port, and I'm like, it's because of Utopia. I'm, I'm just like in port barrels. I'm in, and then we brought it home. And like, oh, port Charlotte's an actual port in Scotland, and this is just like nah. an extreme. We're like, Damn it. we're like an extreme Isla Scotch, and I'm like, well, yeah. I'm not disappointed. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not I mean, disappointed I at all. I mean, I imagine it's still better than what reference it, you thought it was about to make. Yeah, I'm like, peat my asshole into the ground. <laughs> Give it to me, salty and peaty, baby. Let's go. <laughs> like, you just removed... Right. It's basically what I wanted, minus the dark stone fruit. I'm like, that's give a, it to me. <laughs> that's give a, me that's the, a porn <laughs> subcategory. Give me that. I was not prepared for. <laughs> give me that. Oh, I think that just goes under like other (laughs) (laughs) the weird shit category. (laughs) Anywho, this one's skewing off. We're getting drunk. So Casey, what are what are you thinking? What how Uh, how is it? Delicious. Oh yeah, I I started off the first one with a good amount of ice, and then as the ice melts and I drink and pour more back in the the, it's a forty six percenter, so it's a little bit higher than your traditional scotch out there at forty percent. So, um, it's a good one. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Fruity. Taste the pork. I can't, I can't have scotch with ice. <laughs> I can have it with like a splash of water, but I can't have it with with ice. I mean, like I had a peaty, a, a salty scotch dick. I, I'm not. I'm not. There's there's not a judgment for you. It was just like I feel judged. I'm sorry. That was not my intent. <laughs> I just meant when I when I hear the phrase, oh, I had like a bit of ice, and I added to it, and I understand. Oh, the watering down will continue on, but it's like. My brain just goes, I I can't do it anymore. I feel no. like, so the ice was melted before I even had the first drink. So I guess it just, more than anything else, I like the temperature drop. Like mm. I should probably Scotched. keep my mm. scotch in the fridge. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, today's episode was brought to you by drinkers like you and assholes like me <laughs> who wrote this episode. 
Um, I did it with sources from uh, Tears and Beers, A History of Drinking Songs. Uh, The best title of an article in my 20s. Well done. Uh, everybody wants to rule the world, you know. Uh, how communal drinking uh, disappeared from American life is another uh, big source I used, and just Wikipedia. Like, I feel bad as a wiki is like always a source because a, there's no. always something. Feel, Every I feel episode, bad using it as a as someone who like like studied history, and you're like, yeah, you shouldn't use use wiki as a source, but sometimes but it's more accurate. It has sometimes the information we want in the way we want it is plastered on there. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm going to paraphrase this because this is what I want. And you know what it is, is like also like in high school, all of us were, were taught like, don't use Wikipedia as either a, a source or B your only source. If you use it at all, it's never our only source, but like at, at the same time, it's also like, Things have changed a bit since since we were doing papers and things like that for, you know, like, I don't know, I, I, knowing how much goes into wiki articles and, and the people who put forth effort, for the most part, who aren't just, like, screwing around. Um, Assholes like me. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, Anywho, yeah. We gotta we gotta fold into this post show. It's getting late, and we gotta talk Ted Lasso. <laughs> so, Casey. Your turn. Subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv. Have a drink show. What did I say? Fuck it. No, no, I'm saying fuck anyone who's not us. Oh. <laughs> the other have a drink. Oh, oh, oh. Gotcha. I'm drunk enough to be on Chris's side. We made it so far into this episode. <laughs> Got like uh, two F-bombs tell us your favorite drink ask a question or just leave some general feedback at have a, uh, the email address have a drink show I'm sorry feedback at have a drink show.com or use the uh, uh, feedback page on the website or you know uh, I was gonna say you Facebook know, or Twitter we've got you, all the handles I don't know what do. that other show uses say, you could you could I was, I was about to joke though like you could you know Ask us questions and we'll throw you beads like it's Mardi Gras. But uh, <laughs> F I Heart Media because they're trying to steal our name. All joking fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. Unlike us right now. Hey, so, we're not going anywhere. Uh, true. Uh, okay. Yeah. What? What's happening? Okay. So <laughs> check us out in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. And uh, also remember to check out Patreon, patreon.com slash have a drink show. Or also, if you want to support the show, have a drink still available. Uh, we've got some cool stuff on there. Patrons get that uh, blind light beer oh, tasting. I highly we, recommend the fun. blind light beer. Tasting. That was like soul searching. We discovered, <laughs> we discovered ourselves Honestly, during that episode. Learned, there was a point at we which learned more. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there's a point at which Bob said, this is a gift this episode and like it was like yeah that's that accurately describes the whole thing like honestly just just get there we learned about ourselves and uh it reminded me that a little as people that day that ron white thing about porn when he was talking to like a cousin or something that was like homophobic he was like oh do you like (laughs) do you like guys with like small packages in your porn he's like no i like huge throbbing throbbing Hard. Co- oh, I did not. I did know not about know that, that about myself. <laughs> That's what that episode was for us. We're like, 
I did not know this about myself. <laughs> it was it was discovery. Yeah, it was very interesting. So yes, have a drink. Uh, discovery the the new episode as we reboot we were, the franchise. We were yeah. sexually discovering ourselves. No way. I mean, uh, light <laughs> yes, logger discovering ourselves. But so that one is on the Patreon exclusive feed. So you can go you, kick us five bucks and get that. Yeah, because I, I want I was for a month, like, and then if you if you if you like it. Keep going. If There's not, a lot more in there. It, I was about it, to be like, oh, a dollar, but I don't think you can do that anymore. No, they got they scrubbed that. Yeah, the base is five dollars. So you can go give us five bucks for a month, catch up on all the Patreon episodes, and you help fund us, and you get content. You get more than five dollars worth of content. Yeah. Oh, we we try. And if you forget, post hey, show we'll no matter it. what at all the times. So yeah. Anyway, uh, check us out another couple of weeks for the next live episode. Post shows. Yeah, we're gonna be talking to Ted Lasso <laughs> once this again. Post- I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And if you're in the Lexington area on August, sir, you can check out 25 Cent Hot Dog Night <laughs> at the Lexington Legends Ballpark. I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Hot dogs. I'm sold. Corner dogs. Yeah. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> yeah, sorry.